Stephen, I've got the weight of the world of supporting You Can't Disappoint a podcast on my shoulders, and I thought maybe, just maybe, to lighten the load on my back, we could give our fellow listeners and enjoyers of You Can't Disappoint a podcast some ways to help us out. What do you think? Well, I'm not normally in the habit of lightening the load on your back, but, you know, if people want to help us, they sure can. How can they do that, Zach? The first way is to support us on Patreon. If you like what we do here and want to help us take it further and get all kinds of extra content, give us money at patreon.com slash can't disappoint podcast. If you don't want to bear the brunt of our debt, you can appreciate the fruit that we bear to you by going and leaving us a review on Apple Podcasts, Yelp, Google Chrome podcast <laughs> reviewer or whatever you can. And that's going to help us get seen. And the more people see us, the more that we want to be seen and the more that we see you. You can also hang out with us on social media every week over on Facebook, Instagram at Can't Disappoint Podcast, and Twitter at You Can't Disappoint. Also, go ahead and give a subscribe and thumbs up to our YouTube channel where we also post the podcast every week. If you want to hold our hands as we walk down this community memory lane, you should shoot us an email over at Can't Disappoint Podcast at gmail.com. You can send us your MVP, your favorite funniest moment, and trivia for the episode we're about to record, and we'll read it live on the air. Yeah, we don't do the show live, but nice try, buddy. <laughs> Thanks for supporting us, and let's get into this week's podcast. <laughs> Toby, this is Britta. Oh, Fräulein. And my best friend, Troy. And where's your constable? Oh, my best friend Andrew. He was supposed to come, but then his wife wouldn't let him go at the last minute. She's such a Minerva. Minerva. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, Minerva. What a bitch. Wait, was that the female inspector? Not in front of Toby. Eradicate. 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 Blimey. It's, we got a case of the blowguns in it. Eradicate. Crikey, isn't it? Eradicate. Every Tuesday, Nigel. Oh, oh, absolutely Absolutely mollard. Mullard. Mullard. What does that mean? Absolutely mullard. You don't know what it means. Absolutely sack. Welcome to You Can't Disappoint a Podcast, everyone. As good of a way as any to kick off this piece of crap, right? Yeah. Welcome, welcome, welcome. You know, sometimes we come out swinging. Sometimes you got to pull the cord a couple times to get it started. <laughs> <laughs> welcome to the show, everyone. Hello, I'm Mrs. Winger. Hello, Mrs. Winger. I'm Steven. And do you guys mind if I practice my American accent this one? <laughs> I uh, got an audition coming up. Welcome to You Can't Disappoint a Podcast, everyone. That's the last I'm going to do of that now. We got a little bit out of our systems. Welcome Don't to the show. Don't you mean win? Don't, what do you mean? Where in that sentence would I have meant win? Don't you mean win? <laughs> that question was for future you, Zach. Oh. I still don't understand. I'm very glad everyone's here that you've joined us. It's going to be another great podcast talking about yet another uh, episode of this television show that we love so much and the number of episodes left to cover are, are rapidly dwindling, Stephen. Yeah, nothing but hits from here on out, Zach. Well, I'm trying to think, though. After this, there's only 15 more episodes that Donald Glover's in. Oh, don't remind me. And after this, there's only 36 episodes of the show, which will go by really, really fast. 
Crazy. You know, it's it's really weird to think that we've been doing this for in the grand scheme of, you know, the the existence not that of, long. Our, of the world. Not that long. But, but for us to have committed to this for this yeah, long when we kind of now. started from nothing and now by the end of this, I'd say like, you know, we've built a little thing. We've got a, a little little thing going. Yeah. Yeah. Also, we, you know, it's it's the end of the year. It's time for everyone to post a screenshot of their Spotify wrapped on their yes. Instagram stories. And I just want to say thank you. We yeah, had a lot of new listeners this year. Proud to admit that we received a cease and desist from Spotify after we yeah. requested our wrapped. <laughs> no, it was great. It was a great year for us. We started this year with our Joel McHale interview was our first podcast of the year, wow. which kicked off our I don't know, this thing we're trying to do, it kicked it off in a big way, and our episodes have just gone up in listenership throughout the year, both the old ones and the new ones, and we've got new people writing into us, we've got new friends on the social medias, uh, we have people in all kinds of different countries listening. I'm surprised anyone in our own country is is listening to this. I'm shocked that anyone that has any sort of grasp on the English language would listen yeah. to this podcast. Or, like, any uh, understanding of the world outside of, like, our gross young man American mindset yeah. that they also find this appealing in any way. Well, it, I feel like this started as a thank you, and it's it's taken a weird wraparound. Well, do you remember, Zach? Like, it seems like we launched, like, I remember that, like, all-day live stream we did when we launched the Patreon. That seems yeah. like it was, like, so close to now, but... It was it, towards the beginning the of this year. Of year. It was like February. Yeah. Yeah. That's wild. Well, anyway, speaking of the live stream and Patreon, I want to kick off this week's episode of the show, which it's great. You know, we focus so much on what we've done and what we have yet to do, but what we're doing right now is what it's all about. Not, right? not what we're huh? doing, but when, when we're doing it. Well, doing I said it. we're doing it right now. I want to kick off the show by shouting out our $10 and up patrons over at patreon.com slash podcast. Those people are Danny M. Lugo, Mary Baker Budisa, Brian Thurman, we've got Taylor Ace, and new to the list, this is, okay, so sometimes people just have their name on Patreon, but sometimes people have a username, right? Mm -hmm. This is a screen name. We've got added to the group this week, Planes Walker Prez. So Ooh. welcome aboard. Planes Walker, we got a Magic the Gathering fan. Is that what that is? Yeah. Cool. I've never played Magic the Gathering. It can be really, really fun. It's an expensive it. hobby, though. It's more of that and, like, the learning curve and how you don't, like, pick that up with someone as a game that you're going to learn to play for the first time. So it's no. almost it's almost like trying to get into playing Smash Bros. Because totally. you get odds are like, you're going to be fun. playing against someone who it's a big part of them. And so you're going to get creamed. But anyway, thanks to our $10 and up patrons over at patreon.com slash can't disappoint podcast. You can support us starting at $5 a month, and it really helps us get new equipment for the show, move it forward. Uh, it really strokes the ego is a big part of it, if we're being honest. Uh, if you like what we do here and you want to help us take it further, that's the place to do it. And thank you for all the people who already do. It means a lot. Yeah, you guys are very near and dear to our hearts. Also, shout out, of course, to our dear, beloved... Papa, it's really important to 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 cherish these holiday seasons with Papa while we still got him around. Uh, I I can't wait to sit around the campfire while Papa tells us stories of the things he did with us when we were children that we were too young to remember. You know, it, it's it's the winter time. Uh, <laughs> what, what, do you know what you're gonna get, Pops, for Kwanzaa yet? 
Um, yes, but I can't say it out loud on the podcast. It'd get me put on a couple lists. I got gotcha. But let's just say I hope that uh, Papa's a big fan of the Adam and Eve product line. <laughs> Well, that'd go perfect. I'm. Uh, he didn't wear the dashiki I got him last year, so I figured a traditional he'll probably put it Central on. African drum would do better this time. And I figured we just cover that in KY jelly and see what happens. All three of us will just be like sliding around on the linoleum floor, like we're Tom Cruise in Risky Business, except we'll be getting real scuffed up and hurt. Oh, lots we'll be of more scuff. like greased pigs. But thanks, Dad. For supporting the show, thanks communities for helping drive the community fandom further. Even as we get further away from when the show actually aired, they're they're making sure that it stays very relevant, and that's important. And they do a lot for us and for the fandom at large. We appreciate it. At communities on Twitter, if you're still one of those uneducated swines who haven't deemed them a follow yet, yeah, give hit, smash that follow button. Yeah. Hi, Stephen. How are you? Hi, Zach. How are you, buddy? I'm good. I want to hear more about your trip. Everyone, Steven just went on a very exciting trip within the mere days since we've recorded last. It's it's true. I just went to New York with my girlfriend, Danny. It was a lot of fun. We uh, stayed pretty close to Times Square, so we got to walk there and see it whenever we first were walking First time anywhere. in the city, too, right? Yeah, my very first time in New York. It was her second time, but her first time getting to actually, like, you know, explore. She was, like, there for, like, a day one time before, but... Cool. Lots of fun. We spent a lot of time at uh, Central Park, went to the Central Park Zoo. That was fun. The Children's Zoo at Central Park, A+. Interesting. Yeah. The, uh, I would they were love like, to go to Central Park. It was so pretty. I'm not like an outdoorsy person at all, but I really enjoyed it. The I feel like that it's in the middle of New York City probably adds to how pretty it is. I think that's what it is. There's yeah. like, And it's like... It's winter, but it's also like fall is still in full effect, so all the leaves were falling and changing colors. That looks pretty. That'd be a cool time to be in the city. Yeah, we, I've never been to New York. I want to go so bad. I used we'll, to daydream we'll about we'll, it a lot. We'll, when we'll I was make it a, a gal's trip. We'll, yeah, but you know, when we go, we're never gonna see outside the Airbnb. I want to go and be able to explore the town. Uh, to spit directly in Jimmy Fallon's face. <laughs> oh, I was so disgusted. I walked past like the building that he does his shit in. That's cool. And I saw it. And honestly, Universal Studios did a pretty good job on the outside of that. Yeah, were you upset that you didn't go in and like strap down and ride around the space and cosmos? Oh, I with certainly did. The panda. <laughs> <laughs> that happened. The panda was there. Uh, <laughs> so was the uh, the barbershop mm-hmm. quartet. They were, you know, just roaming around the alley mm-hmm. looking for drugs but anyway let's jimmy fallon talk tell me yeah more. i uh we were supposed to go see wicked mm. um which i was super excited for it's probably my favorite musical never of heard of all it. time is it uh, is it popular yeah it's, it's about <laughs> jafar no pun intended um, oh nice that was good that's a that's a song from the musical zach Did i wouldn't you know, know that? i'm not familiar with it you know there uh, is a really good musical in the style of wicked that is about jafar twisted is what's called right yeah it's incredible I'd always see like people with like that shirt when I was in high school. By people, I'm pretty sure it was just me. It was you, yeah. And I always was really fascinated by it. It's really good. Like it still holds up. It's great. I would like to see it. Um, maybe you can sing it for me sometime, Zach. Okay. Uh, but <laughs> the whole because show. of this f-ing, uh, pandemic that we're still in, by the way, I've not heard of forgot. this either. Is, that, um, is, that, is this connected? I is think some to the some of the thing? enough of the cast members of Wicked either tested positive or there was something. 
um, where they canceled the show of Wicked, and they kind of told us pretty close to last minute, um, and we were pretty bummed out, but we ended up uh, finding some pretty decent tickets to Waitress. Did you get good uh, seats? Were seats they were good? like, it was front mezzanine, so it was up. Yeah, those were good seats. Which was like really nice. Yeah, yeah. I really... It was good. We could see the whole, like, everything perfectly. Nice. We had, like, really good, like, central center seats, too. Um, but it's a musical written by Sarah Bareilles, who I love and who's near and dear to my heart for a number of reasons. We'll be but... talking about her in a couple weeks when she makes an appearance on Community. Sarah Bareilles is on Community, and yeah, I forgot. She, she's in the Puppet episode. Oh, shit. She wrote You're songs for the right. Puppet episode, I'm pretty sure. Oh, I'm so excited. This is yeah, great. Yeah, I mean, you, yeah, it, it's... Like, some people love the puppet episode. Yeah, some people do. Some people. Some people. Um, really I don't remember how I feel people. about the puppet episode. I don't know either. <laughs> I, uh, but it was really good. It was really great. Um, all the cast was terrific. We like waited by the stage doors. They're not really doing like autographs and stuff. Yeah, probably the whole pandemic thing. Yeah. Um, but but we got to see like everyone walk out the stage door and leave. That was nice. They came out and waved. There was like a um, part of the show. There's a pretty young like child that's in it, and she was absolutely adorable. And she came out with her parents, and, like everyone Aww. cheered for her, and she like waved that's a cute. bunch. It was like super cute. But it was a really fun experience. Let's see what did we do on Monday. I think we went back to Central Park and walked around like a big like New York mall or something, and we went to like a christmas market they had there i tried a korean corn dog which is I not a euphemism. i'm not really a corn dog kind of guy uh well so danny's was half corn half hot dog and half just mozzarella cheese Ooh. inside of a corn dog maybe Mine? i feel like i typically don't care for the breading on a corn dog ah well i don't know man and Get i feel together. like okay okay here's the other thing do you like I hot dogs like, yes i like hot dogs but i feel like the hot dog in a corn dog always tastes a little different. Sure. Like sweet. Yeah. I'm not well, into I think that. you're tasting the breading of the the sweet <laughs> no, cornbread. No, it's the dog. Wrapped around it. It's I the dog. Am, it's pure dog. <laughs> uh, but I got one that was like a hot dog, but it was fried in like a sweet potato. Okay. Covered like We did have bed. a full conversation last week about how much we both like sweet potatoes. Yeah, and it was great. And I had it, like, they had, like, cheese mustard, which Danny got, but mm. I had some honey mustard on it with some mm. sweet chili sauce. Mm. That slapped. But it was, it was really great. It was a great time, and uh, I'm excited because I'm going to be in D.C. this weekend for a competition. So I'm Such a on a war tour a lucky, with the mic in my hand. Lucky boy. Well, hey, let's move on to what we're here to talk about. I don't want to cut you off because I really have romanticized New York since I was real little. It's been a dream city to go to since I was very young as like a theater pop culture kid. I always wanted to go to New York. So I want to hear mm-hmm. every little detail. But the people listening don't give a shit. They want to hear yeah, us talk about the television program community. And we're back to talk about season four, episode three. It's Conventions of Space and Time. The episode was directed by Michael Patrick Jan. Jan? I'm not sure. Uh, this is his only directing credit on the show. He was a member of the comedy group The State, uh, and he directed a bunch of episodes of Reno 911, where a lot of the actors on that show were members of the State comedy group. Uh, And he's also directed a shit ton of TV. He directed some of my favorite of his credits. He directed on Crazy Ex-Girlfriend. He directed on Flight of the Concords. And he directed on Happy Endings, which are all shows I enjoy quite a bit. And this episode was written by a name that we've seen a couple times, Maggie Bander. She previously wrote Competitive Ecology. That was the Todd 
initial episode. Mm -hmm. And she goes on later this season to be one of the co-writers on Heroic Origins. And the episode originally aired February 21st, 2013. We're here. We're talking about it. We're we're taking a, a trip to Inspecticon together today. It's time. Steve. I think we'd have fun at a convention together, Zach. And I think there are conceits of this episode that are that kind of fun. Yeah. They kind of get the convention vibe. I've honestly never been to a convention like that, but I hang out with enough people that do to where I kind of feel like I get the vibe. Uh, I feel like they nailed it kind of in this episode. In a I think they did a really good job of what a convention a is stuff. like. Yeah. Uh, a lot of times on TV shows, I feel like they don't get it quite right. Mm-hmm. Anyway, let's talk about some trivia. Let's do some trivia for this week's episode. Act trivia. Let's All right, I've got learned. five questions. I've got four. All right, I'll, I'll give you the first one. It's it's the easiest question we've asked all season. Probably will wow. be. Wow. What well, do the Blorgons say? Eradicate. Eradicate. Correct. Good job, Zach. What does Britta ask Annie for while she's attempting her escape? Curling iron. Yeah. Good job. Yeah. Nice. Where are the donuts that Britta brings to Troy and Abed's from? Oh, I don't know. That'll I just be remember one. Abed says, I like donuts. Yeah. Dingle donuts. Mm, I like donuts. Do you like donuts? I like donuts a lot. Now, I don't think I can eat more than one donut at a time. And mm. I think like in a two-person household, it's not really ever worth buying a dozen donuts because they'll get stale before we eat through them. But a good donut slaps. So Danny really likes donuts. And those 7-Eleven donuts, if you get them at the right time, Pretty they good. go crazy. Really good. Well, I mean, you know, we have in the town that we grew up in a really great donut shop. And they have this, like, cherry cake donut right now that's so good. Mm. Mm. See, like I'm, I'm, a, I'm a simple man. I like a good chocolate frosted or a uh, okay. sprinkle frosted donut. Okay. I, I kind of stay in that vein. Okay. I don't like a lot of filling in my donuts. Well, no, no. That's not what I'm talking about, man. That's not what I'm talking about. It's like a cherry cake donut. Oh, so ooh, like flavored that does cake. sound yummy. Yeah, it is really good. I'm not really about any of your powdery things or... I don't want like, to make a mess. The idea sometimes of something with stuff in the middle of it is nice, but I never quite like the taste of the filling and it's always a mess. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, did that answer your question? Is it my turn now? It is. It is, in fact, your turn. How much money did Abed send Toby? That's exactly my next question, wow. you cutie blue. look at us. 700 pounds. And a plane ticket. In a plane ticket. I just said money, so I wouldn't have counted yeah. it against you, but yeah. What is the name of Toby's constable? Oh, I feel like, so he gives him the wrong name, and that's what gives up his, are you talking about just what his friend's name is? Yeah, sure. <laughs> you don't even know. Uh, or are you talking about, like, in Inspector Spacetime, a character's name? I'm talking about... about... Toby's friend that didn't show up. Yes. Because uh, he gives him a name in the beginning and then a different name in the end. Yes, and I and I do have both those names written down. If you give me both, like, I'll be real excited. I don't know if I'll I accept have just the correct one. I don't know if I have them. I just feel like I know one starts with a D and one starts with an A. Are those both, both of those correct? are correct. Is one of them Andrew? It is. Oh, and is it Dave? Oh, it's David. I'll take it. You guys okay, are close. Wow. Call him Dave. Yeah. Okay, sure. Call him Dave. <laughs> We're super close. Mm-hmm. Okay, I've got two more for you. What does go Annie... Go for it. Or... I was. Go for, you, go ahead and ask your question, Zach. said go for it in the middle of me saying it. So yeah. And it was just awkward. And now I have to say it again. Yeah. What does Annie... Go ahead and tell me your drink, your <laughs> order. What does Annie order from room service? Oh, crap. Okay, so 
Um, let's see. Mrs. Winger orders. I had to set down my phone to think here. Um, she orders two turkey burgers, one yes. without a bun. Her husband's yes. not doing carbs. Yes. Um, a scotch for her husband, the yes. good kind. Yes. Um, that's all I had written down. Yeah, that's all I think she orders out loud. There's like some like other on stuff the phone in the room. Then. Yeah, but, sure. Yeah. That's what I was Woof. looking for. Good job. Woof. All right. What does Annie want Jeff to order her to drink? An apple teeny. You're absolutely right. What is the name of the actor who plays Thraxis? Nigel Thornton? No. Were you thinking name? Nigel Thornberry? <laughs> yeah. Uh, I wrote it down as Nigel Cuthbertson is what I heard. I'll, Nigel uh, that Cuthbertson. sounds right. Sounds and that's my British. trivia. That was a nice. pretty good round. We yeah. both did okay. Nice job. All right, man. Let's move into what the people have sent for us this week. What, All what do right. the fans um, have to say about? Uh, let me open up my hate time. mail box. Yes. Um, our Scroll first one's all from the our ones dad. From me. <laughs> um, he says over at communities. Uh, he says, "Hi guys. This season has this strange mix of amazing guest stars and mass storylines. Yeah, okay. And this is one of them. Matt Lucas and Trisha Helfer. Yes. I don't know who that second one is. Um, it was the the gal that." Jeff was talking to, I think. Yeah, but who is she? She's a pretty lady. Okay. <laughs> is she in stuff? I'm sure. She must be. Yeah. She seems somewhat familiar. Okay. But not like enough that is. I could like yeah. say what I saw. Like maybe she's like a character actress. But the Matt Lucas, he's one of the hosts of the Great British Bake Off nowadays. Oh, I didn't know that. I and just knew that he's one of those character actors that shows up in a lot of stuff. Yeah. And it's funny because he like says something about like, yeah, he'd give you up for a cooking competition or something i was like oh that's oh, funny because this funny. was way before he was on that show i feel uh, like the thing i remember him most from was he fat amy's brother in pitch perfect is there a scene where they're like in a bathtub together or something do you know what that I'm must be about? the third one i didn't see that no one. i think that's the first one maybe i, I'm I think wrong. you're watching a different movie maybe, Zach. I'm, maybe i was watching <laughs> it's not pitch perfect <laughs> triple x bathtub heavy parody exactly um he goes on to say my mvp of this one oh wait i'm sorry don't paraphrase matt lucas and trisha helfer yes space time convention eh fair enough uh my mvp of this one is jeff because outside of shirley that didn't get enough screen time he's the only one who's acting like jeff in this episode well i'd hope not everyone else is acting like jeff (laughs) (laughs) well i mean I get his theory. I get his his line of thought on that. Jeff does act like Jeff, but it's not the Jeff that I like very exactly. much. Exactly. Have a great one, guys. You Communities, too. Matt. Thanks, Bob. Um, all right. So trivia, three questions. The first one, what is the name of the actor who played Thoraxis? I don't know. <laughs> Nigel Cuthbertson. Yeah, I think that's that's what you said. So I'm gonna go with that. Yeah. Uh, what does Annie in. say the scotch tastes like? Bog. Oh. <laughs> Did you yeah. say bog? Yeah. That was really funny. Which have you ever had scotch? You know, I don't know if I ever actually have, but I feel like it's probably like a a spicy, earthy liquor. It tastes like. Depending on the kind of scotch, before the scotch people out there come for me. Yeah. And I and I, I like scotch because I don't like being happy when I drink. Um, but I've it just can never taste like a burnt like rubber tire it. with yeah. like dirt thrown in it, which like I like it. But then there but... are people that are like, "This is like candy." Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, I've never tried it. I tr- Those I, people I'll are called anything. alcoholics, Zachary. But, yeah, um. <laughs> I'm not really. 
that much of an alcohol guy. Alcohol. I don't really like beer that much. If I get a drink, I'm usually getting like a vodka or tequila mm. mixed drink or something. I, I like tequila. Gin at home I like right whiskey. now. I do kind of like the gin that I have right now. Mm. I'm um, not a big gin drinker, but I think I just haven't drank a lot of gin. Did that answer his question? Did we get I it right? I think so. Um, what What is the photo that Troy wants? It's like a glue something? Glue on. Glue on. And it's from an episode where the inspector and uh, constable are like fused together. Yeah. And it's a photo booth that allows them to take Classic. a similar photo. Yeah. Um, Nigel Cuthbertson, mm. Tastes of Bog, and mm-hmm. Glue on Chamber. Nice, we are three for bad. three on that one. Good job, Zachy. Um, next, we have an email from... Taylor, one of our patrons. Hello. One of our new favorite friends. Tim Tim Tam Taylor Tool Time. He's a good dude. He's the he's the uh brewery man, yes? Yeah. Still waiting on um, that free beer. Says, I wonder if he's caught up yet. I hope so. Um hi Steven. Hello, Zach. Just a hello for you. It's a hi for me. We're, we're better. Well, it's friends. because he knows that I'm more of a serious business type. So sure. he, he that went makes with a sense. formal, more respectful hello. I get it. It's because he has respect for me and he doesn't for you. That's I get it. That makes sense. Or maybe I'm Thanks. just projecting something. Thanks, Tim Tom, <laughs> Tam Tomb Tambourine. Yeah. Uh, I love this episode in all caps. Britta's commando role to get dressed in secret out of the window. Holy good God, Gillian is pretty. Pierce's did you say ruination. that or did he say that? He said that. But I said we're all thinking it, right? Yeah. Come on. Uh, Pierce's boomer ruination of the R.I.P. Luke Perry Inspector. Yeah. Space time. That was cool to see Luke Perry. Yeah. Also, how dare uh, communities not even mention Luke Perry's guest spot? In yeah, this, we've got bathtub boy from Pitch was. Perfect, <laughs> and whoever the. F- <laughs> when we've also got you know a a, a gone too soon legend yeah. of the biz, um, the Jeff Annie dynamic, Troy's handling of Toby, nearly all of it. Um, for MVP, no. Taylor likes <laughs> a- Annie or Troy. Okay. Annie for opening up and talking about her complicated feelings for Jeff slash the Did drink she? toss was pretty damn great. <laughs> and she? Troy for being just hilarious amongst the nerds. Look, Tim Tam, I get where you're coming from. I think you're giving some of the stuff in this episode a little too much credit. <laughs> I would argue that there is nothing intelligent about the handling of Annie's character in this episode. For mine. We'll get into that. Yeah, I, I was not a big fan of what they did with Annie here. It reminded me way too much of the um, uh, what not debate the uh, model UN episode where sure. she's being a yeah. Now here um, I'll we'll we'll dive into it in a second. I feel like as a whole, I was kind of pleasantly surprised by this episode just because of how I remembered it. Mm-hmm. Um, but I agree with you. I think that it wasn't it, as bad as I thought it was going to be. And I don't think the Annie stuff was as bad as it was in that episode that you just mentioned. No. But it is like where Annie is being kind of flanderized and kind of bastardized into just like a schoolgirl who wants to marry Jeff. Exactly. Anyway, sorry. um, trivia. Tim Tam Triv Tay. Uh, what did Abed <laughs> have to send to Toby in order to get him to the convention? The 700, 700 pounds, pounds and a and plane, a plane ticket. ticket. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, which inspector was Toby dressed as? The one that like tried to Slapped kill the guy, Slapped his constable right? or something? Yeah. Yeah. Lastly, I'm all the way caught up to 318 on past podcasts. Very close. So I'll be current as of next week. Keep wow. it up, you guys. Wow. 
We'll now be we've got to drop beer 30 the- podcasts at a time. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Have you gotten to the part where we signed you up to sending us free beer? Have you and gotten Zach, to that Zach, who just yet? said he doesn't like beer, I do like beer. So I, okay, I don't. more my way. I, I drink beer occasionally. I really like a cold beer when I go out to a mm-hmm. restaurant occasionally, but I don't know enough about beer to be sure. uh, courageous when ordering things. And I have mm-hmm. had quite a few beers that I don't really care for, which also makes me not very courageous when trying things. So I usually just yeah. get like whatever has light at the end of it. Sure. Uh, or Yingling. I like Yingling. See, Yingling is one of the ones that I don't like, but I like IPAs yeah. and things of that nature. But I, I, I just need, I need I more people to be like, here, try a little bit of this without me having to to mm-hmm. buy one. Sure, and it's really intimidating going to some of the places in Chicago that have like fifty beers on mm-hmm. tap in the menu, and I'm like, I don't know. If you I guess this see one. A, a brand. If you ever see the Kentucky Bourbon Barrel Ale. Mm. That's one worth trying out. It's a that little. That sounds good. It's a little gross tasting, but it has a really high alcohol content, and it's a fancy beer. Well, I like I've bourbon, had. and I like beers that were aged yeah. in bourbon. Kentucky barrels, bourbon so barrel ale. You should try it if you had it. Well, I don't know. I'll ask uh, Timmy Tim Tam a question. What beer mm-hmm. should I try? What are some, like, uh, if I want to be courageous, what directions should I go? There you go. So I know what I need to ask. Do for you like when si- I go do you like like sweet beers? Like do you like ciders? They're okay. I've had ones that I like and ones that I don't like. Like when we went out for my 21st birthday, I got some like pomegranate something mm-hmm. that was really good. I don't know. I don't know. I just need to try more stuff. Yeah. Um, well, thanks, Tim Tom. Thanks uh, for the email. Moving $700 on. $700 uh, on a plane <laughs> ticket. And then Toby was dressed as the third inspector. So we're okay. right again on all, of, all accounts. No, we didn't say third at all. Well, we said the one that slapped the guy. Yeah, we kind of knew. Real fans know. We did it. Steven, last week I threw a real curveball on you and went right into the to the three, two, one of it all. Yeah, you how did. did you feel about that? Um, you know, I was about as prepared as I normally am. So. Yeah. How, well, how you feeling right now? <sighs> I I told you earlier I watched the episode after practicing pretty late last after night. After two a.m. last night, once right? That's yeah. That's where we're at today. Yeah. So, now this episode isn't exactly a remedial chaos exactly. theory. Exactly, and, and I and I was thinking to myself, I was like, you know, I'm gonna have to do this. Did I watch the episode? Everyone's wondering. Yeah, and I think I'll do better than I have the first two weeks of this season because I've gotten what like a C, like C a and C a C plus or C minus C plus. or something. Yeah. yeah. So I'm I'm hoping for a B today. Well, everyone, you know, Steven's but... getting antsy. He's saying a lot of words. This is the part of the episode where he gets all nervous and, and shaky. So that means it's time to find out, did Steven did watch the episode Steven this watch the week? episode this week? You know how it goes, buddy. You're going to have 20 seconds on the clock. Everyone knows you're just going to try to tell us everything that happened in this week's episode. Sum it all up, beginning to end, in the best way you can so I can give it a grade. Are you prepared? I think I am ready as rain. All right, son. Three, two, one. Go, 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 go. Eradicate, eradicate. Troy and uh, Britt are sleeping together, and Abed knows they don't think he does. They're dating, and it's weird for Abed, but then they go to a convention for Inspector Space Time, and there's a fake friend, and he's Toby, um, and he's obsessed with Abed, and Troy thinks he's going to replace him with him because he feels like I'm feeling left out. Uh, Troy, or Annie and Jeff are staying in a hotel. Uh, Pierce and Shirley go to a focus group to talk about a new show, and in the end, the Toby was a fake. Steven. This is what keeps happening. Like... You've got it all on your he- in your head, mm-hmm. and then it doesn't come out fluidly, and yeah. the time slips away from you too fast. Yes. 
Correct. You got like the setup for all the stories, but you didn't really get any of the follow through. It's true. So I feel like a 50% story calls for a 50% grade, right? I think I got more than 50% of the story. Yeah, how? Uh, okay. You got the setup. Troy's upset, but nothing about like how the dude was lying about how I Abed call. Gets, like, I said he was up. a fake friend. You said he was a fake friend. You didn't, but th- that's you're, you're letting that phrase do a lot of heavy lift, heavy plot lifting. You know, I don't think it's a C minus, but I don't think it's a C plus, buddy. No, I agree. <laughs> so why are you trying so hard to? Well, is it fifty? Like, well, I said fake. I said fake. I guess you're right. Fifty percent is more a D, isn't it? It depends on what country you're in because... and what teacher you've got, really, and what school. Yeah. Different schools have different grading curves. I'll give that in this school of thought. That was a. It wasn't a C minus, but it wasn't a C plus. It's a C. I'll take it. Thanks, Zach. Hopefully next week I'll do better. <laughs> yeah. Hopefully next. I'll really week, put in a lot of practice we'll hours this time. Zach. The next thing we've got to do before we talk about the episode at large is: was there anything that stood out this week as a favorite funny moment? You know, you so know, far I'm noticing season four isn't laugh out loud funny, not necessarily in a bad way, but I because I, I'm still entertained, I'm still engaged with the episodes, but I'm not like losing it at at things that are being said or interactions between cast members. It's been harder these three weeks for me to come up with my favorite funny moment. Me too. I ended up just going with one. Yeah. And it's kind of a cop-out answer. Okay. But it was at the end in what I guess was the end tag when Abed said, I hate you after Pierce like, so what do you think? And I was like, I hate you. That's your favorite funny moment? That was the one time I remembered laughing out loud. I wrote down two things, and they're both kind of at the beginning of the episode. Uh, mm-hmm. The first is, obviously, you know, the whole sequence where Britta is trying to get out of the apartment and change, yeah. it kind of feels like out of a sillier, like, more cliche sitcom, but it is kind of a sequence that's different from what Community it's cool. usually does, so it kind of works for me. And I did laugh when, even though it's obvious, the the conclusion for the joke, when she makes it, and Abed's like, I know you guys are having sex. I just like donuts. I, I think that that was funny. That made me laugh. See, and and I even, like, I think Danny's the one that said to me, we were watching the episode together, she was like, not a good sign when that's the joke that goes into the theme, theme song. song. Yeah. Okay, sure. So there wasn't a, the best sting ever on it. And it wasn't a bad joke, but it was, uh, you know... After I don't remember what it was last week. I think it's better than whatever got us into Probably. the theme song last week. Anyway, uh, the other thing I wrote down was this really – okay, so they, like, walk into the study room, and all the lights are turned off. And they turn on the <laughs> lights, and Pierce is just sitting there, and he complains about not being included. And then what makes me laugh is after the conversation, Jeff and Abed leave, and they say, well, good night, and they turn off the lights, <laughs> and Pierce's face just goes blank, and he goes back to sitting in the dark. It's almost like he's like a motion-sensitive like robot or something, and like when you walk through him, he's active, but then he's like not even a functioning thing when he's not a part of it, which is kind of how Chevy operated this season. So Sometimes people say, a sitcom especially is at its best when you feel like the characters are off doing other things even when they're not on screen. Yeah. Whereas some shows, it feels like the characters just cease to exist when they're not relevant for the main story. Mm-hmm. This is like literally an example of that <laughs> being what happens kind of here. 
We'll get we'll watch that moment in a second, but it was like surreal enough to make me laugh. I don't know if it was because of the weird way yeah, that was, Chevy's that been was acting lately. If it was I don't know. It was a weird moment. And that being said, let's dive in. What do you think about this episode as a whole? I remember one of my favorite moments from our podcast last week was at the end when we were like, All right, next week it's another blam 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 blam. You said stinker. stinker. <laughs> so I definitely went into this episode with that mentality and i think that was ended up being good for the episode that my expectations were so low i think that while watching it i was like "Eh." and then i finished watching it and i was like that was okay and then thinking about it more i'm like on a lot of stuff i mean there's a whole plot line that i forgot about throughout the course of the episode like three times are you talking about shirley and pierce yeah yeah they bring it up like once yeah yeah twice total and i'm like and if i'm being honest that plot line's maybe one of my favorite parts it was it was funnier it's a a cool idea to do something like this that they be hosting this at the convention and they would get a couple people from the key demographics that are there to watch it and that pierce and shirley would be some of the underrepresented demographics that just happen to be at this thing it's a it's a funny concept but they throw it away, and they spend so much time on other things. I don't really dislike a lot of the plot lines in this. I just but think I do that a think lot it comes it together not... in enough of a way that it's kind of the thing that brings everyone together at the end of the episode. Uh, I don't mind that. There, I don't know. This episode is very inconsequential. There is mm-hmm. nothing very memorable about it. But there wasn't a lot that was super offensive to me or out of character like some of the others have been, mm-hmm. except for some stuff in the Jeff Annie from my perspective. But honestly, we've already talked about some episodes last week where Annie did these kinds of things anyway. So is it really that out of character or is it just a shade of yeah. the character we don't like? You know, we don't say that Jeff's out of character. We just say I didn't really like Jeff this week. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's true. They're building off of stuff that's been pre-established i think this episode does some good stuff i think this episode is the first example that this show could handle troy and britta dating seriously kind of in a way where troy was able to still be like abed's plus one but their relationship dynamic felt a little more real and understanding in this episode in previous ones uh i think abed even though i don't really like the toby storyline or how Troy acts in that storyline. I think Abed has a fairly good episode. I think the show did a wonderful job with putting together the uh, convention. I think it looks great. I think they put a lot of thought into it. They had to build all of the... Like, we've heard a lot about Inspector Space Time, but they had to build so much lore of this show that doesn't exist to make a whole convention around it, and they did a good job. The convention doesn't feel empty. It feels full of detail. I think in a lot of ways they did a pretty good job with the convention. It does kind of look at times like it's all in one like hallway. <laughs> like when they first walk in, it looks very like cramped. But then they have a few different like angles of the sets and things and parts of it that make it larger. I see that. But I think on first look, I was like, it's like one convention that looks room. really small. But now yeah. it's not Comic Con. It's for this one show. So maybe it's something that would just have. Well, but it's also a show that's supposed to be an equivalent to Doctor Who. Okay. Which would have a really big thing. Well, I don't know. I I think, if anything, this episode... I'm being the hater this week, Zach. And I will have plenty negative to say about it. But I think this one did a better job than any of the other two so far of feeling like an episode of Community. 
Sure. That ju- it wasn't a, a spectacular episode of Community, but it wasn't tied up in all the stuff that the first episode was tied up in. And it felt like the concept was a little bit more integral to the episode than the second one. I felt sure. like they weaved an episode around a quote-unquote like big idea a little bit better. It just, again, wasn't very funny. It feels a little like – it still feels a little too bright, sunny – I don't know. Let's get into it and talk about what doesn't work and what does work in this episode. Because I think maybe there's more to talk about than I thought mm-hmm. initially. Going into this episode, how are you feeling about the Inspector Space Time references up to this point? Is it something you're ready to see them be done with? Or was this like a cool idea? I think that I see why they would do it. It's not something that I think is super duper. I don't know. I'll say I get it. As somebody It's who... clear that they have a lot of fun with the idea. Yeah, and as someone who does kind of really get into a lot of different TV shows and, like, the lore behind it and, like, within it. Fandoms. And as someone who, like, and we've, like, clearly, I mean, we're doing a podcast about a, about a TV fandom. show. Yeah. But, like, we, there are shows that we've watched together that we're really into and that we've, like, wanted to show everybody and that we, like, know a bunch of, like, useless trivia and facts about. So I, I think that it's it doesn't so bother that, me as like, much as it might. Community is that show for so yeah. many people. And inside the show, they're kind of able to comment on a different fashion of that type of show that makes people so excited, I guess. Totally. I think it's obvious that they have a lot of fun with the Inspector Space Time stuff, especially with like all the little bits of footage that they get to throw their friends in to yeah. do like the black and white Inspector Space Time stuff. Or later on in the convention when there's like sta- like cardboard standouts of all the different inspe- – mm-hmm. it's just clear that it's fun for them to think about this. I think if you throw a writer's room a bone where they don't have to write the episode for a week, instead they just have to come up with a bunch of nonsense ideas for this fake yeah. TV show for a week, I think they're very happy to do that. Totally. Okay, so let's talk about this opening sequence. Uh, Troy and Britta are in bed together. Uh, what can we say about how good Donald Glover and Gillian Jacobs both look in this sequence? They're two very attractive people. Very attractive, very muscular people. It makes it... It. I feel like I don't see Troy as being someone that is that ripped. I feel but you like have Troy, to remember, he was like a high school football star. Yeah, sure. And they but work out like three times I a day. I just see Troy as a little bit like like a little softer and boyish still. And this is like no longer do we see Troy as this 21-year-old dude. Because even the dudes that we knew coming out of high school that were in real shape, they do not look like that. That's a That's man That's who's a man's been working body. out like that for 12 years or something or 10 years. or You know what mm-hmm. I mean? That's I don't know. It's weird to see him like that. Yeah. Okay, so Troy in bed is showing Britta Inspector Space Time for the first time, one of the first times. Do you have any fun experiences of showing a, a new significant other, a new potential loved one, like a piece of media that means so much to you and, and you're yes. just like watching them more than the thing to see if they're reacting to the right moments, so if they're I have, picking up on the right I, things? I have a good story and a bad story. One time I used one of my favorite pieces of media as like an out with somebody because I was like, nothing is less sexy than this. And then what do you I, mean? You've got to elaborate a so little bit. I was in college. OK, we were we were friends at this time, Zach. Uh, maybe you've heard this story, but I had just gone through a breakup. You were dating and, you someone? know, I was. Huh? 
I just feel like, I don't know, the perspective of our friendship in college was that, like, you and I were the only people that either of us were seeing for a little period of time. Sure. This was, like... Before that? Around that time. Okay. Because I... Because we hung out all the time because of the breakup. Yeah. So this (laughs) was after the breakups, and I went to a party with this girl that I knew from, like... We had played basketball together at the rec a few times, and, like, she had... We had, like, a mutual friend that was trying to, like, set us up. So we went to this party. We had a lot of fun... I was having a good time, you know, we went back to her dorm room and okay. things were, you know, doing what they were doing. And then I was like, you know what? I'm not really ready for any of this is what I was thinking in my head. Like, I need to, this needs to like slow down. You need so to show how, how can I put you the are. brakes on this? Yeah. And I was like, hey, <laughs> let's watch my favorite movie of all time. Goodwill Hunting? Goodwill Hunting. <laughs> So I make her watch this whole thing. Wait, so your idea is that you don't want to date this girl. So instead you're going to make her stay in your dorm room? No, it was do- her, her dorm own room. dorm room for two hours watching a movie she doesn't well, care about. I was trying to, I was trying to have her someone the who doesn't want to date what her. she was doing. And I was like, let's watch this movie together instead of doing what you're trying you're to like, do. Oh, yeah, man. I'm so, This foreplay is going great for me. I'm so... <laughs> Hot and heavy. I am dripping right now. Have you seen 1997's <laughs> Goodwill Hunting? <laughs> so I make her watch the whole f- movie. And she's like, sure, let's watch it. And then it. I was like, hey, I really need to go to sleep. I have to get up at like 6 a.m. Uh, I'm, to I'm leave. just the most tired I've ever been so in my then, entire I'm life. I'm just the most tired I've ever been in my entire life. So then me being this the awful girl. person that I am, I wake up at 6 a.m., tell her goodbye, walk to my dorm, and go directly go to, to sleep. sleep. Yeah. And I bet this girl is, like, really nice and really pretty, She's married she? now. She's happy. She's doing her well, thing. Yeah. She's super nice. Yeah. <laughs> That's funny. She was great. But and what's the other one? You said you had um, a second one. So before Danny and I were dating, um, actually kind of how we went on this trajectory was because she texted me during the pandemic and was like, hey, I have nothing to watch. What should I watch? You were like, I have a podcast. (laughs) Well, no, I was like, I started giving her anime shows and she started watching them, really liking them. So when she came, when she got back from Mexico and came back to the States, we were watching one of my favorites, which is um, Neon Genesis Evangelion, which if anyone knows that, it's like starts as like a mech action anime, then turns into like a serious, like psychological, like mind f- uh, that really takes you to some places. And it's not a sexy anime to watch at all. But ha- watching, making her watch that in the really uncomfortable movie that came right after the show really solidified our bond as... She's if we one. can get through this, it's going to work out. Yeah. Then were you like, have you seen Goodwill Hunting? <laughs> I was like, hey, have you ever seen Goodwill Hunting? And yeah. Uh, I don't really have a good story because. As a sign, ladies, if he makes you watch Goodwill Hunting, he does not want to bone. He's just not that into you. <laughs> <laughs> uh, my entire relationship is this making yeah. Lily watch something that I love and watching them to see if they're watching it right. That's just that who, was the question, that's just who I am as a person. You know, that's just yeah. who I am. Okay, so let's break this down. Uh, what are your thoughts on the Brita escape? Troy is concerned that it's going to make Abed upset to know that they've been spending the night together, that they've been having sex. So Brita uh, breaks out of the room and uh, and is mostly naked, undressed mm-hmm. as she goes out of the room and, and like, puts her clothes on and ends up back at the front door. It's this whole little, like, action scene. Yeah. To hide this from Abed, what do you think? What does it make? Here's you think? what I'll say: I think that it's really shitty of Troy to do this. First of all, to make Britta do this, yeah, 
to make her go out in the fire escape in her underwear. That's now, not cool. Now, Britta seems fairly uh, understanding of the situation. Does she look and in her face? I think this time that he's talking to her, if she really wanted to, she could have at least got a start on putting some pants on. Yeah, that's that's true. I do like the sequence, though. I think that it's really well shot. I, I love her, like, Tarzan swinging away on whatever the hell that is. Like, she's the clearly way she done lands this back down. several yeah. times before. And, you know, um, it's, it's definitely... Probably not Gillian, but for being a shot that is very revealing of her, they did yeah. a good job of making sure it looks just like it's. It's pretty it's hard really to tell. It's really good. Mm-hmm. Um, and of course, Gillian Jacobs is absolutely beautiful, so that doesn't hurt the scenes. Yeah, you know, enjoy. There are worse ways to spend thirty seconds. Yeah. But I think it's funny that Annie, like, has a curling iron, like, ready for her. And the Annie's a part of the routine. I also just (laughs) took note of the Charlie St. Cloud poster in her room. That's really funny. Um, She's, like, got donuts ready from Dingle Donuts. That's hidden in the ceiling. That's funny. Yeah. Then she realizes she didn't put her shirt on. It is funny. It does feel like something from a different show. It does. Absolutely. But it's well shot. It's enjoyable. And it's, it's good. It, it's something that these performers don't get to do very often. It's a different kind of mm-hmm. physical comedy that this show doesn't really dabble in that much. And Gillian's game. She's really good at this kind of thing. And I love the way it is funny when Troy's <laughs> like, oh, funny. I haven't seen you in over 12 hours. <laughs> <laughs> and that's what makes me laugh that Troy says that and Abed just, I know you're having sex. I thought mm-hmm. that was funny. Also, to point out another issue with last week's episode, why was everyone acting like it was like a crazy thought talked that about Troy and then. Britta would be sleeping together, and then they and then they just totally like it's fine now. Everybody knows it's cool. They're I think the it. things that are good about last week's episode are better than a lot of season four. So people remember it as maybe being not at the top of season four, but one of those like kind of hidden gems that we all overlook. Yeah. But I don't think it is. I don't even think I it's think better last than this week, episode. Really, I, I think there are things about. La- I think maybe. Last week's episode is a little bit more fun, mm-hmm. but there there were a lot more things about it that uh, that made me scratch my head. There might yeah. not be a lot to say about this one as we go through it. We're 50 minutes in this podcast. We've talked a lot about stuff other than this. I don't know yeah. if this is a particularly deep episode, but I do think I kind of like it. Yeah, I would like if I were going through Community, I wouldn't skip it. I think if I had never seen Community and I had seen this episode. I don't think I would immediately think, what's going on with Community? No. I'd, I'd think maybe it was kind of a boring episode, but it feels like a Community episode. The characters feel like themselves, especially when you're comparing it to how off the first episode felt yeah. as far as the characters. Like, the characters all feel like themselves in this episode to me, which is a problem with a lot of season four. Certainly. This is that scene I brought up earlier. Uh, just because we need, like, a scene in the school, Abed and Jeff are having a conversation and walk into the study room... Uh, and where Pierce has just been sitting there in the dark waiting to be needed by someone. <laughs> Abed does like a, oh, screen. That was really weird. But Chevy watched season four, episode three. Look, you said you forgot his subplot was even going on in the episode. We'll go through it a little bit more as we go. But I think this is the type of Pierce isn't going to be that checked into the series. I think they used that version of Pierce well in this episode. They did, and Pierce was actually Especially around here other in the people beginning. in this episode. Yeah. This whole uh, interaction of we just assumed you weren't going to want to go, so we didn't invite you. And Pierce is mad that he didn't get invited. But then he feels better when they say, well, we didn't invite Shirley either. I do think this is kind of a funny Pierce interaction. It, it yeah. feels a little akin to like season two Pierce that's it always does. being left out, honestly. And I like that he second. called it Captain Warp Time. Yeah. That was nice. 
I feel like more than anything of the people on that side of the episode, this episode really does surely dirty. Oh, yeah. She has like she has three like two lines. lines. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. I love that they say good night, turn off the lights, and Pierce just like goes back <laughs> to sleep at the table. What's going on with this man? He locked himself in the room. Do you think Pierce just waits in the study room and... so that he can have friends? Like he's like, oh, I'll be. They, I won't there. miss anything if I'm just there all the time. Yeah. And the, finally, when they start doing things not in the study room is when he starts hanging out there. Always. And I also think it's pretty smart that the episode doesn't waste any time. We go right into the convention. Yeah, um, I, like I that think too. that's a good thing. And they did a good job of filling it with extras, filling it with, like we said, details about this show that doesn't exist in a way Lots that of costumes. But it's in a way that doesn't. Fe- I don't know how to explain this the right way. A lot of shows when they do something like this. All of the costumes, all of the props look really fake, look really, Mm -hmm. like, B-rate. And it does them a favor that the show they're all dressing up as is, like, an older show, so it can be a little B-rate. I don't know. They just did a really good job of making this feel like a real convention, I think. I think so, too. I think they did a pretty solid. There are some details that I will point out as we go through it that I don't think are great. There's, like, a series of nerds that you see in the background of the episode that are making a lot of like, ah, ah, kind of noises, just like in the wow. background. I don't know if you noticed that. There's a part where they're like chasing Britta around for a yeah, second. So stuff like that. that is kind of weird. But overall, I thought they did a good job. There are the like girls dressed up scantily clad. There's mm-hmm. a lot of people wearing similar costumes, like dressing up as the same thing. I think it's cool. Yeah. And it's a cool episode to unleash Troy and Abed into like a playground like this that they're so excited for. Uh what is interesting is the direction that they go with this episode to separate the characters mm-hmm. instead of letting them just be like in a, their dreamland together. You yeah, know? and having fun. Like they could have done this episode where Britta's like trying to tag along and maybe Abed's annoyed with it. They didn't have to drive something between Troy and Abed again. I don't know. I mean, I didn't love like it. What? They want All us to stuff. think later on that Abed might go to Europe? for a second and then he actually (laughs) gets kidnapped i don't know we'll get into all that i really think what i the reason i'm i'm saying a lot of positives about this episode so far is because the first third of it is pretty good it's fine yeah and then all the storylines kind of fall apart uh but i feel like it's a better effort than so far this season still yeah i don't disagree We've got to talk for a second about the Minerva interaction where apparently there's been this one female inspector and nobody mm-hmm. likes her. And Abed's like, it's not because we're sexist, it's because she sucks. Yeah. I feel like that's pretty relevant to Doctor Who right now. The Doctor mm-hmm. is a woman right now and has been for a while. And I feel like viewership and uh, attention has gone down on the show quite a bit yeah. since that. And I feel like there might be kind of a vibe of, well, it's not because we're sexist, it's because she's because not that she good. sucks, yeah. It's funny. Community predicted the future. Confirmed. 2021. Not who, but when? <laughs> How can you keep telling me that these jokes aren't a big deal? When Annie says you're on this your one own, Al Capone, this my eyes one for me rolled so far. so far back into my head. That's a bad one. Because I say on an almost daily basis, uh, ready, Freddy, or let's go, Joe. But, but that's that's different That one's than egregious. You're on it, your own, Al Capone. But look, Ready, Freddy, and Let's Go, Joe are things that Midwesterners or whoever people say all the time. Now, if you were saying, let's go again, Joe Rogan, you know, <laughs> that's different. That's great. You know what I mean? That's different. Mm-hmm. To turn it into a topical joke on top of it, Yeah, different. Uh, what did you pick up of this 
part where like Britta just like makes a weird face and stares for a second and then Abed backs down. It's a weird moment. It didn't make me laugh. It feels a little out of it character. It didn't make for Britta. me laugh. I didn't really like it. I really liked everything with Britta in this episode, probably about this. I, don't I mind think that's Britta. one of the things they do well. This Even Britta for me. giving advice to Troy later in the episode. I think Britta's pretty solid in this one. Yeah, I think they did a really good. I, honestly, I think that was one of the things they did really well in the episode. I don't love everyone's behavior throughout the episode, in really, but I think that there's some truth to when you have a, a girlfriend that you're friends with and maybe you have a friend that you're really close with. And, and I think there's some worry on both ends that there's going to be a wedge. But also, that, I think but the has episode been very doesn't clearly, do that. It does it, doesn't it with do some that. guy. Nobody's worried about Troy It's almost like they they were going to do that and then they never address it really again the whole episode. And I episode, think that's smart. I don't think they – I think it would have been a mistake to be like, is Britta going to be the wedge between sure. Troy and Abed? Because she's always been there. Um, yeah, and Britta is so ch- chill – she knows things. who Troy is and how important Abed is to him yeah. way before they even were attracted to each other like that. Or before they were, like, googly eyes at each other. Mm-hmm. I thought this was weird. Okay, so the only reason Jeff and Annie come to the convention is because they're going to go skiing. And then Jeff— Wait, that was for real? I thought that yeah. was a f- joke. No, I think he's that... like, ski lodge is closed. No, that's what I'm saying. Well, they mentioned skiing in the beginning for a second. Yeah. And they then, do, don't they? I think this is real, and they just, like, treat it like it's... Jeff, this is paraphrasing, but he says something like, well, a bunch of people died at the ski lodge. Ski lodge is closed. A bunch of people got buried a in the avalanche. A dozen scouts got buried in Yeah, it's like, ah, this sucks for us. I say we go home. And Andy's like, what? Oh, my God, that's crazy. Andy's like, oh, but I want to hang out. <laughs> yeah, that... It's like they're like, uh, so why are Jeff and Annie in this one? And they're like, I don't know, have them go skiing or some shit. And they're like, okay. We get the reveal, and they're not very subtle about it. It's like every shot Jeff's been in, the big Thraxis yeah. poster that's just like Joel McHale is right behind them. But something I thought was funny is when Troy and Abed come behind Jeff and they're just giggling like little kids, and they say that they like wanted it to be a surprise, that clearly this is something <laughs> that they would have noticed. I think yeah. it's kind of funny. It's great. I don't think the Thraxis thing is something that this episode needed uh i think jeff's storyline i might even like less than the annie side of what's going on here sure um i don't think i needed the thraxis thing at all but it's a kind of funny reveal maybe yeah so jeff's gonna leave he doesn't want to hang out here he thinks it's lame and andy doesn't really want to hang out here either so she's just gonna enjoy the fancy hotel room that jeff got Meanwhile, Troy is trying to get Abed to do that picture thing that we talked about earlier that I think is cool. Later when we see the picture, that's really cute. Yeah, I would absolutely do that with you, buddy. It'd be cute. But th- I, I wasn't talking about with you. I wouldn't do it with you. No? No. We got enough glue keeping us together, right, yeah. pal? Yeah. But Abed kind of blows off Troy starting here. I don't think Troy... Oh, sorry. I don't think Abed really acts badly in this episode. I think it's cool that he's met this person online. He kind of got catfished by them a little bit. That's a different issue. But he's met this person that he think he relates a lot to and is just excited to come and meet that person. Uh, it's only weird because Troy didn't know have this expectation set up already. Yeah, and I think that I would understand why Abed maybe wouldn't think to tell Troy beforehand. Abed's but like, I well, think you're that- having sex and not telling me. That's literally what he says right here. Yeah. Which is a little childish. It is, and I think that my issue with Abed in this episode is the, like, blowing Troy off. Like, when Troy comes and talks to him and Abed just doesn't respond or, like, doesn't 
Yeah, but I think that's Troy and Abed. I think Abed bothers me worse because Troy does get pretty uh, Mm -hmm. broad in his loud disappointment with Abed. Like, yeah. Troy almost has his equivalent of the Annie freaking out on the table scene in this episode. Sure. I don't think it's near that bad, but I agree that it's. But I don't think it's very good. No. Well, certainly not. Someone outside is deciding right now is the perfect time to fire up their monster truck. Nice. Do you hear that? I don't. That's impressive. I'm sure it'll Probably show up. Probably because I'm that. I'm in the monster truck, Zach. I cannot <laughs> hear anything. <laughs> I'm sure it'll show up on the Audacity. Maybe it doesn't on the Zoom. So sorry <laughs> to everyone that someone's sawing down a tree outside right now, I guess. Uh, we meet Toby. <laughs> With their monster truck? We meet Toby. What are your thoughts on Toby as a character, as a potential friend for Abed, and then as a villain and foil for Troy? What do you think? I think on first go... It's funny to see someone who is, you know, I think the joke that Abed's getting scammed by a Nigerian banker, but it's actually a and person. And he, like, kind who, of is, but it's also just a lonely yeah, but, guy. Yeah, but that's not the scam. Yeah. That's, that's, uh, that was funny writing. I think that Toby, as a character initially, you think, like, okay, this person is, like, they're like Abed, and it's Abed getting to enjoy somebody while Troy has something to do. He has a kind of edge to him, but... Yeah, you can kind of see why they would get along with each other. Well, and I think in later on, I think that Toby and Abed have clearly talked about a lot of things together and had more conversations because he's like, I think he even refers to not themselves, but refers to everyone else as neurotypical in things. Mm -hmm. So clearly he feels, Abed feels like he and Toby probably see things in a similar manner um, and feel similarly about a lot of things. So I think it's nice for Abed to have someone that he can relate to even more than Troy. That's something that I think this episode does do really, really well, where Abed relates to Toby because of, yeah, Toby does use the word neurotypical describing other mm-hmm. people. They smartly never really label themselves, but they, they talk about other people, and Abed kind of discovers why just surrounding him by people who enable his traits good or bad can be a bad thing why it's good to have people that like ground him in different ways Mm -hmm. i think this episode does do that pretty delicately what i don't like is that toby starts off as a as a interesting unassuming enough character and what's his name matt lucas matt that's his name he does a really good job he's a great character actor and he immediately is this guy you're like oh yeah i get this guy i know this guy as soon as he starts Mm -hmm. talking uh it's when the episode later just kind of changes on a dime what he is and what he's been lying about. And then he like locks up Abed and I, that it part's goes a really too, weird. It goes a little too far. Okay. That was kind of funny when they say the Minerva line and Brit is like, Oh, is that the female inspector? And I was like, not in front of Toby. Not in front of Toby. That's really funny. And then uh, Troy's like, the, the, yeah, that bitch trying to relate to Abed's <laughs> and friend. Uh, but Abed's not even going to get to go do the thing that he and Troy really came here to do because Toby, who, Needed all of this money from Abed? Needed this plane ticket from Abed? Has His money's these... all tied up in Nigerian banking, Zach. But he has all of... You've clearly these... never banked in but Nigeria. he has these sold-out tickets to the panel? Well, he probably bought those ahead of time. With the $700 that Abed sent him? Well, it takes, like, three to five business days to, like, <laughs> access your account with his Nigerian bank, but he did it, like, ahead of time. Yeah. Speaking of, that money that you said you wired for me, it never came. Uh, you got, did that. you count? 
No, it's like not when you a go to the of, when you go the to the money the, come through, but when the but, money come through, <laughs> and who will the money come from, Zach? That's what you need to ask. Uh, all of a sudden, yeah, yeah. Shirley and Pierce are here too. Follow uh, the money and see where it goes. <laughs> well, it's it's pretty obvious that they did some things to keep Chevy not in the main set with all the extras for very long. They're yeah. here for like a second, and then they get pulled into a different room where they could have filmed all those scenes on one day. Now, do you think that that Chevy? I sure it's it's for you know get them all done in one go. Do you think that Chevy liked being around extras because he felt like he was like a star around them? Or do you think that he hated being around them because they were beneath him? I think Chevy wants to get all his shit done in a day. And Mm -hmm. maybe he does like being around more people like that. But I think regardless, he wants to get his stuff done in a day or two. And those big scenes are going to take the whole week. And if they put him in a lot of those scenes, for continuity's sake, even if he's not saying lines, he'll probably have to be there. He has to be there, yeah. So they put him in a room. Uh, like immediately, he's on set with those other people. That might have even been a green screen of people behind him. I don't know. It <laughs> I don't think it was. Uh, but they immediately get let off to this room. We don't explain what's going to happen there. And then we cut to Annie in this hotel room, kind of enjoying it uh, to herself. Something I like about this episode is how many new sets are in it. Yeah. I guess this week and last week. Last week was a little more egregiously just the Greendale set repainted. I'm sure this is too. But it's new locations that we haven't seen before and they all look pretty good. Yeah, I think especially the hotel lobby was one that had that was better than it had any right probably being. And it's just like a couch and like a background, just but still like, like they did a really scenes. nice yeah. job. It felt like a hotel lobby. Let's talk about the Annie of it all. Annie calls the hotel room service. She's going to get some food, spoil herself while she's here, and they mistakenly call her... Mrs. Winger, which kind of at first takes her aback. She almost corrects them and decides to just go with it. And then she just becomes Mrs. Winger, starts to like the the ring of it, and kind of throughout the rest of the episode, uh, her lies that go along with that get broader and broader, right? Mm -hmm. What do you think? Uh, I'm not crazy about it. It's not the worst thing I've ever seen from Annie. It's fine. Annie is, is young, you know, yes. but she's not a child anymore. Yes. I don't think this is the most childish thing she's done by any means. I don't think it's harmful. It it almost works as like a young adult. I mean, adult. she's spending a lot of money in room service under Jeff's name. But Well, I think it's like a young adult being put into a, a, an adult situation like this yeah. for the first time. To when, when you're a, a young adult and you're like in first hotel rooms that either you've paid for or someone sure. else has paid for or you're in just your first place that's of your own it kind of there's a a, a hint of like make believe to it yeah like the first I mean, couple I'll times. say I ordered room service for the first time this weekend and it you was felt like weird. you like playing a game or like doing I know I was like oh like, yeah what although the then it got have. It got really uncomfortable really fast because the guy, like, walked all the way in the room with, like, the tray. That's what they do here, too. I wish that he didn't. I was, like, standing there. I was, like, thank you. And then he was, like, (laughs) and just ran. I'm not DoorDash. (laughs) Yeah, I just wish that he'd left it, but he brought it in all the way in. Was it good? Was it fancy room service? Not really. It was, like, I got some wings and Danny got, like, a chicken sandwich. Yeah. They, like, gave Like, when we checked into the hotel, they were, like, you have a... $60 $60 credit you can use for anything in the hotel. And I was like, that's yeah. cool. I think why the Annie stuff doesn't bother me at first is that I kind of could paint a thread that Annie isn't exactly living out a daydream of being married to Jeff. 
but no. just living out a daydream, and she says this later, of mm-hmm. being married and yeah, being sure. in a fancy relationship and living like that. I, there's some moments in the end of the episode between Jeff and Annie that do not work for me. But I think mm-hmm. other than that, Annie getting to kind of play pretend in this hotel room, uh, just because it happens to have Jeff's name attached to it, so therefore she becomes Mrs. Winger, I don't exactly take it so much as like a Jeff-Annie shippy thing until the end. Yeah. What I, I don't, don't think like, it's it's a, it's offensive in any way. What I don't like is what comes after. I think probably now that we're talking about it, Jeff is my least favorite part of this episode, specifically him and this guest star. Who do you remember her name? No, it's okay. Who cares? I <laughs> this guest star uh, and Jeff, the way that she did she like, play the sister on Chuck? I don't know. Did she? Is that what it is? Wow, if so, I am not proud of myself for remembering that one. But <laughs> We only get two seconds over here, but the way that this storyline develops, I'm not a crazy big fan of. Yeah. Now we're back to Pierce and Shirley. They walk into this room and they learn about the uh, uh, support, not support group, what's the term? Focus test. Focus They learn group. about the focus test that they're in right now and that they're going to help uh, uh, give notes and thoughts on an American version of Inspector Space Time. I think this is one of the funniest concepts of the episode to call out like the shitty American remakes of good iconic British things and mm-hmm. and, and how, of course, Inspector Space Time would have an American equivalent to it. I do think Doctor Who had a brief... I feel like there was an American... Doctor Who TV movie or something in the 80s or 90s that was supposed to like bring it over to America and then it was like really lame. Sure. Um, That actress, Zach, for those keeping score at home who are going to be very upset with us, not really, we don't care. Uh, Trisha Helfer was on Battlestar Galactica. But she was also, she's on Lucifer. She was in Playboy. She's attractive. Okay. That's what I got. (laughs) So I guess it makes sense that a Battlestar Galacta person maybe would be yeah, a that guest makes star sense. here cool because it's a connecting place with a following. Kind of. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I like, okay, so now they're eating lunch at the convention, like Troy and Abed and Toby and Britta. And I like the way Troy and to- or the Abed and Toby talk to each other here when it's like, did you see the, the Christmas special? They just like finished each other. Horrible. But yeah. when it was uh, setting up what it set up, phenomenal. I thought that was really good. Yeah. That's how community fans sound talking totally. sometimes. And they run off to what looks to be like a cast member or something walking around in the background that they mm-hmm. rush to take a picture of. Uh, and this gives Troy kind of a chance to vent to Britta. Troy's trying to be nice and talk about Toby being great and how good it is for Abed. But Britta can see right through it because of her kind of female perspective on this issue and also just her knowing Troy and Abed. Yeah. Uh, she knows that this is bullshit and that obviously Toby's the worst. I really like how Britta, throughout this whole storyline, doesn't once try and be like, you know, Troy, just forget about it. Just have fun with me instead. She's like, no, like, Obviously, here's what you need to do. Here's dumb, how. and you should get your friend back. Yeah. Yeah. I really, really like that. Good girlfriend award for Britta this episode. She's I great. I know. And for how poorly they've done Troy and Britta so far, this is a lot, a lot better. Well, and it's frustrating because if they just could have kept this sort of dynamic and realism to their relationship instead of constantly flipping between is Troy a little kid who's dating an older person or are they two adults that are in a relationship? Well, I think it's hard because you don't want to give them serious relationship issues 
because it kind of speaks against what we know these characters and the group dynamic to be. So then what do you do with them? You put mm-hmm. them in a fountain or, you know what I mean? It's yeah. You just make them do little things and the little things seem so inconsequential. But this episode shows that they could have made it work. Yeah. Spin off, spin. No, I'm, just I'm really kidding. You know, Britta kind of tells Troy, you know, don't be the crazy girl that goes over and freaks out. Like, play it cool. Abed's going to, Abed's your friend. He's going to be your friend. Don't lose it. You know, even though this Toby guy is like clearly up to no good, like, just play it cool. And, and Troy's like, you know what? I am going to play it cool. I'm going to do my best. You know, we've been in this situation many times. People try to get between us all the yeah. time. Lily, Danny, mm-hmm. uh, your your mother, yeah. uh, our father, our collected father. Mm-hmm. Uh, he tries to drive wedges constantly between the two of us. I mean, he gets he gets in between us in <laughs> some other ways. <laughs> but uh, people are always trying to break us apart. And much like yeah. Troy and Abed, they just can't break this apart. You can't. That glue just holds strong. We're back in the focus group. They've just watched the original cut of the American Inspector Space Time pilot, I assume. And a little funny Easter egg, uh, the little screenshot that we see of it is uh, mm-hmm. a, like an in-title sequence. And it says, written by Maggie Bander, who wrote this episode of Community. Yeah. And it says, directed by Tristram Shapiro, who's directed a shit ton of episodes of Community. Nice. Which is kind of cool. There was also something in there about like um, former Sir or something like that, like somebody who like lost their knighthood. Which is really funny too. I, I didn't think see I saw. that. That's funny. Yeah. And look, like I said, this concept is a cool idea. Put it, Shirley and Pierce being the ones that end up in this focus group makes sense. But you're right that it is kind of an afterthought. Um, nobody really says anything that funny in this. It's just kind of a, a good setup for the end of the episode, I guess. Yeah, like it's funny that these people making the show clearly have no attachment to the show. So they're just going to take whatever they think will sell. And they're like, Oh, well Pierce is a, this is a guy who knows these guys must, about. this guy's old. He must've seen every episode a thousand yeah. times. <laughs> uh, now we're back into the hotel lobby or oh, we're into this hotel God. lobby set. That is a good set. You're right. It is a way better than it has any, Mm-hmm. But you just need to throw like one of those carriage carts in the background. Well, and you're even in a hotel to the lobby, point that they have such a good mix of people that are clearly there for the convention and then normal yeah, that's looking true. people walk around. That's so realistic when you go to like an event like this. Like when we go to our dance, you go to a hotel and you're like, oh my god, there's a yeah. comic convention. Like there's here always right now. like the floor where like the ballroom is with all the dancers, people in like ten thousand dollar dresses, and there's like a mom from Minnesota who like, like is there with. Her I husband, thought this was my room, and she's like, <laughs> We're just "Can we watch?" And I'm like, "Do what you want. I don't know." <laughs> <laughs> They're like, what's going on here? And I'm like, a dance competition. <laughs> it's always my response. Jeff and this girl, everything about it doesn't work for me. Jeff, mm. like, deciding to pretend to be the person, like, I don't think Jeff the character or Joel the actor put enough uh, thought into it to make it pass off as anything. Uh, this girl, if she was such a big fan of the show, I'm sure she would call out the bullshit right away. And yeah. then the it, the whole thing of then the girl just being this like insane obsessed fan, and meanwhile Jeff trying to figure out how this uh, what has to be wrong with this attractive girl for her to like this type. Yeah, of that's thing. Like, what's wrong? Braces, back brace? Come on, tell me. Come on, it's 2021. Everyone knows the sexiest people are the ones that are into this kind of thing. It's that go true. do like the cosplay and all that kind of stuff. Yeah, watch an anime, why don't you, Jeff? Yeah, I don't like it. Don't like it. I don't really oh, know what else Lori's to say about it. plunging me mola. Oh. There's literally nothing else to say about it but that. I do not like that the whole idea is that Jeff is like, really, you like this kind of thing? Really, pretty girl? I also, okay, I like how she has 
Uh, her phone background is Thraxis, the character that everyone yeah. thinks Jeff is. But all they have is that one poster image. Just so, like, that it's one. The same poster. It's not like a screenshot from the show or something. You know, it's just <laughs> just the same painting. Then we get a scene that I don't like. Uh, mm-hmm. Abed and Toby are watching this panel, and Troy sneaks in, kind of just to to call out. Toby for stealing his friend and in the process Troy kind of makes a big scene and makes himself look bad in the long run what do you think when he gets yeah, up it's Troy you I know it's like Troy, Troy does it's the first this. part of Troy and Abed yeah I think that it's almost funny it comes too soon in the episode too yeah like he, I think he that there should have been a little more build up of Troy yet. getting upset when he's sitting there maybe like Troy can like start to say something to Abed and like Toby comes in and actually says it like whatever Troy was going to mention about like the panel like that would like build frustration in Troy so that he like loses it or if Toby like asks him his name multiple times so that he gets mad I think they just blew blew the load a little soon had some paintballs in there do a paintball for Christ's sake I don't know have someone run around their underwear (laughs) for Christ's sake (laughs) for God's sake somebody fire a paintball You know, I'm realizing something that I do kind of like about Toby is that he, because he starts talking about his friend, his constable that didn't show up because he's gotten married and he can't do all of this stuff Mm -hmm. anymore. I feel like Toby is a pretty good mirror image of what Abed could become if he falls into some of his eccentricities mm-hmm. and become kind of a, a, an arrested development type character that that can't move forward in life and is just dragging yeah. the other people down uh, because Toby won't let the other people in his life help him move on to something new or to help him grow up, but Abed is, is kind of able to do that at a point in this episode, mm-hmm. and I, I do kind of like that. But Toby, the bad version, he's kind of the real darkest timeline Abed in some ways. Yeah. Uh, he has a ticket to a Inspecticon in London, this big 50th anniversary thing, uh, and he wants to talk Abed into going to that with him as a way to talk Abed into moving there with him. Mm-hmm. Toby says in London, Cadbury cream eggs are sold year-round. It's perfect to come to London. Do you like Cadbury cream eggs? Uh, I don't know if I've ever had them. They're good. Are they little chocolate ones? Yeah, and they're filled with some cream, and the cream's a little yellow to look like a yolk. Berries and cream, berries and cream. Exactly. I'm a little boy who likes berries and cream. Ah, 404, that's the room number. Hey-o. Annie's room number is 404. This must have been the fourth episode that they filmed, because it's not the fourth that aired. No. Annie is like, so the the room service or the, the hotel attendant is coming to give Annie more stuff, and she's making it look as if her and her husband have both been doing things. She takes bites out of both burgers. Did they even not put the bun on one of the burgers, or did they? I don't know. I didn't pay close enough attention. I see a lot of bun going on on those plates, but one might not have it on there. The guys brought Annie a uh, a hair dryer. I don't know what a lot to say about this scene, other than it just kind of paints Annie as as being kind of lonely. Yeah. And I wish they would have let this be a little bit of a sadder story for Annie than what it ends up being. Uh, maybe a story where like she sees what she wants and how far she is from it and how mm-hmm. Jeff really isn't that or won't be able... I don't know. Yeah, uh, it, Annie seems sad. One thing that I will say about this season, it's been standing out to me how good Allison Brie has been getting, just getting better and better at delivering yeah. whatever material she's given really well and believe. She's a really good actress. She is really good. Back in the focus group, uh, nothing else really interesting happens. Uh, uh, Shirley tries to speak up and give some good ideas for the American reboot, 
But uh, Pierce takes that over and says, let's put some hot blondes and put some titties in it and stuff. Tennis racket. Also, I like that Pierce really jotted down notes during the episode. I don't actually like it. I don't think it tracks at all that Pierce would be taking notes over something he didn't understand. I think that's the only way that they could get Chevy to know his lines, if they were Ah, literally written down in his own handwriting in front of him. Also, here's here's a question I have, okay. and an issue that I'm gonna go ahead and and Put raise. Out there. I'll here. try to answer. What's up? Um, this is me nitpicking. Yeah. Zach. First of all, beautiful Steven, bouquet that's of flowers. What we do. Um, that's the show. So Jeff basically says, "Okay, we're here. You, the room's under my name," which implies to me that Annie had not checked into her room yet, right? Yes. So Annie goes, checks in, like Jeff Winger's name on the room. I'm was staying there. Great. Jeff already Im- were they always supposed to have a room together? They have two separate rooms. Okay. Okay. And so Amy mentions that Got when they're it. upstairs. She Got it. It. but how would they know who Jeff is if he hasn't checked into the room? Because he was just sitting there on his phone. Yes. So they would really not know who Jeff is. Yes. But he takes her to show her that Jeff that is he's talking to sitting a girl and having a conversation with a woman, like not really doing anything. Yeah. I do like the line Lily pointed this out as a funny line. The hotel guy says, I wouldn't normally point out adultery to someone because otherwise there wouldn't be much of a point to hotels. It's true. <laughs> but everyone here thinks you're so nice. I thought that was kind of a funny touch. Well, because I'm sure you're Annie's right. been like calling every single number she can on the hotel thing to like say, oh, um, can my husband and I have yeah. a late checkout tomorrow? Or something like that, you know? I think they were having... I think they were finding the wrong the conflict in the wrong place for this storyline. Yeah. I really do think it works better if Annie both has some like good alone time, maybe like learns some stuff about herself, but also realizes that she's like pretending and that she mm-hmm. wants something real. I don't know. I'm not sure. I, I just think instead of putting it together instead of giving it a good story for her. They found a way to fit it into the rest of the episode so they could end the episode. Well, and the since way I've did, got my my yeah. rewriting quill uh, on my garter belt today, yes. what I would have liked to see is mm-hmm. maybe instead of Annie like saying, okay, everything's great with my husband, blah, blah, blah. Oh, he's cheating on me. Maybe it could have been that like they're like, well, where's your husband? Or something like that. And she's like, well, things actually aren't going so well. And like he and she like makes up a story about him being awful. So the hotel staff is really shitty to him. And Jeff and doesn't know why. And then later Jeff checks in as Mr. Winger. Exactly. And, and they're, like, they're like, you, you piece you of, sack shit. of shit. Yeah, that would be funny. That, that's a funny idea. You could throw a paintball in that one, no problem. Yeah, paintballs all over the place. Cover them I in mean, paint. I mean, obviously watching Annie be like, how dare you? And throw drinks into mm-hmm. Jeff's face when Jeff has... No idea what the f yeah. is going on is kind of funny. But <laughs> the funny. way that Jeff reacts to just about everything in this episode, uh, both the way he's talking to this girl and trying to t- saying to her face, what's wrong with you? And while he's also like trying to have sex with her, I imagine, or yeah. else he wouldn't be pretending to be this guy. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then meanwhile, like as soon as Annie throws these drinks in his face, he's just like, this is the weirdest day ever. And I better wake up and be in a class right now. Like what the... Yeah, I, I better be taking a final I didn't know I signed up Why for. Why isn't he just like, what's going on, <laughs> you know? He doesn't and why do does really the, the to woman he's talking better. to, she's like, Nigel has a wife, but she says it like to Jeff, who is Nigel? I don't know. She's doing it. She's doing Sesame Street talk. But Annie, I do kind of like when Annie uh, 
she's trying to like yes and with whatever's going on with Jeff, and he's she says yeah Jeff, Nigel Winger. <laughs> I'm sure she's like who the f- Nigel. She's like, like who's now, Nigel? now I gotta use that. <laughs> Yeah, there is that little bit. We're back in the convention, and Britta is being surrounded by a bunch of dudes. And when she turns around, they all scatter. I'm sure that I don't take a whole bunch of issue with that. I think is what it pretty feels girl, to things. the pretty girls. Yeah. yeah, but don't you think they'd be doing that to one of the pretty girls who's dressed up like? Uh, I think they'd be character? doing that to all the pretty girls that are there, Zach. Do you want to know something that's kind of sweet and kind of sad? Mm-hmm. They said on the commentary that Gillian, because she's so used to her character being like the laughing stock that mm-hmm. she didn't get that the joke was that these guys were supposed Aww. to be attracted to her. But she's so gorgeous and wonderful. Yeah, but she's like one of the prettiest people in the world. Yeah. Come on the show, Gillian. Let's talk we'll, about we'll, it. We'll keep it light. We won't keep it too weird. Not that weird. Like so I don't know, what would we say to her? Was it cold on that? I think fire we wouldn't escape? because they'd be like Gillian, do you want to have an hour-long conversation with a couple of early 20s community fans? She would say, uh, young men who are really into community, I think she'd say, no, thank you. <laughs> We'd be, we, our selling point would be like, one of them seen all of love and the other one saw the first like two seasons, I think. I've seen the first two seasons. Love's great. I would, I would I really talk like about it. love. I would do love. We talk about doing uh, Patreon shows in the future. I would do love like as a Patreon show. I like that show. show quite a bit. Yeah. While you were sleeping. I thought it was really sweet when Brito walks up to Troy and calls him honey, even though she's kind of doing like the, oh, honey, you went yeah. all psycho girlfriend. The way that she delivers it is like, oh, honey, you went all psycho girlfriend, didn't you? I think mm-hmm. it was cute that she called him honey there. Oh, and look at Troy's eyes. He's like happy to see her because he's embarrassed and he's sad, but he's like, classic Troy. <laughs> Cutie. And she and got, him even got him a present. She know what it is. This uh, prop that I'm sure is quite expensive this recreation of this prop the lights yeah. up and stuff shit at conventions are so expensive especially it's when like it lights up and 50 makes bucks noise. a person to get in and then like 100 bucks a person to get in line to meet anybody yeah. and then like 50 more bucks a person to get anything signed to take mm-hmm. home or another 100 for a picture or whatever yeah i even like that then Britta just suggests, well, like, Troy, I'm here for you. I will take that picture with you if you want. And then yeah. Troy gets excited about that. Mm-hmm. I think that's sweet. Yeah, I think Troy has a not great moment. But overall, I think Troy was not the biggest issue I had with the episode by a long shot. My And honestly, going through it, our nitpicks are a little bit less nitpicky than I thought they were going to be. Yeah, Even I Annie, think there's just some aspects it's we really, don't like. It's mainly Jeff mm-hmm. and that some of the aspects of the episode are just to get the whole cast in the episode and not yeah. very well thought through. But I think overall, now we're getting to the end of it and the end is a little messy. I think this episode was a really good try. Anyway, here, this is when Toby starts talking to Abed about uh, other people, people that are neurotypicals and how they think and expect certain things out of people like himself and Abed. And, and again, Toby's kind of a, oh, what's the word I'm looking for? He's like a wayward version of Abed. He's like a lesson for Abed to learn yeah. of what he could turn into. And Abed, through him, is going to learn why he's got it good the way he has. And, and this is the part where Abed starts to put together that Toby is kind of a loser and he's been lying about a bunch of stuff, and he is just kind of trying to steal Abed so he has a friend, and he mm-hmm. calls out some of the lies that he's picked up on because Abed's really smart and picked up on all this stuff all the time. Now, the fact that uh, 
that Toby dresses up as the third inspector who tried to to strangle someone, I don't think that really speaks on the character no. of the person himself. That one was a little bit of a stretch, but it is a good detail to learn. I really, really like those cardboard cutouts that are behind Abed of like yeah. the different inspectors. It feel it looks really real. Yeah, they do. They, they and that looks like something that would like be super at a real convention. promotional photos of yeah. the characters. This is when things go really weird with Toby. They started off really well. Uh, Toby kind of gives up his plan uh, and talks about how he how he figured that he and Abed were like these friends, soulmates, because Abed seemed just like him, and and he felt like he had to like kind of steal Abed away, and 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 people always leave him, and he wasn't gonna give Abed even the chance to leave. It's sad that Toby is like this, but I don't know. Yeah, I don't think his behavior is super excusable. But he didn't really do anything that harmful because he gave Abed the money back for the stuff. And that's like he was being honest about being trapped in Nigeria. Yeah. But I think that it's not okay to trick somebody and to try and build a friendship off of lies. I think Abed's speech here and then when he says, can I winger you for a second? I think this is really good. Yeah, So far, Abed is – it's been a weird version of Abed this this season so Mm -hmm. far. Uh, where he seemed kind of, I don't know, almost like he's drugged and just kind of in yeah, a Yeah, I don't want to say state. checked out, but he's kind of just kind of floating through. Like just watching the video screen or in the first mm-hmm. episode, just like being stuck in his head. This episode uh, does some good Abed character work with the speech that he gives and what he learns about why Troy is so important to him. Obviously, the setup is kind of stupid because you know Troy and Abed are always going to end up being friends and that he's not going to move to England. But that doesn't mean that the character work here doesn't move the character forward in other ways, too. Yeah. And I think it's decent here. I think Danny sells it well, like he sells everything. He's able to explain some emotional stuff in ways that he doesn't typically. He does still do it through, like, a a filter. But I think it's good. I think it's good work. Mm Mm-hmm. But then Toby locks him in a phone booth, and I don't know about all that. (laughs) For a lot of reasons. Abed could have gotten out of that thing. Yeah, it's <laughs> he's not really trying that hard. And mm-hmm. now in a little bit he doesn't worry about it cuz he knows that everything's going to be all right. But at yeah. first I I'd be beating that the shit out of that thing. Mhm. I did like how Toby locks him in the thing and then looks at the people around and is like, "Oh, just uh, a game we're playing." I thought that was <laughs> kind of funny. And it's always good to get a high-pitched whine like that out of mm-hmm. Abed. But it is this is where the episode if we were to say it does kind of goes off the rails. Yeah. Uh, it's a rushed conclusion, and it's a rushed conflict to need to conclude. And I think this episode would have been a little bit better without this, like, weird kidnapping, moving to Europe aspect. It just wasn't necessary. Like, mm-hmm. even if it had been that he wasn't that bad a guy, and he was like, come on, Abed, leave this guy. You really want to be with me. Come to Europe. And then Abed gave the speech. That would have worked just fine. I kind of forgot about this scene. Jeff comes up to the hotel room that Annie has been hanging out in and sees the that it's very much been set for two. Well, and here, in a minute, when Jeff and Annie are talking is when the Annie stuff gets a little bit weird for me. Same. Like, then we'll bring it up in a second, not to jump too far ahead, but, like, the hair of his, like, that is supposed to look like his, that's, like, on the... Taken that's from, weird. Yeah. A little too far. But mm-hmm. now Annie is kind of crazy. Yes, we always forget. At least I always forget that she is, but she certainly is not. But there are some aspects the like that to her character that I think 
we could use to honestly even the freak out in geography of a global conflict that mm-hmm. that she's got some mental issues and some like previous addiction like strung out type issues that yeah. that are obviously still uh bothering her i think it's because the show doesn't bring it up but i get why they wouldn't yeah but it makes sense why her character is so erratic occasionally mm-hmm. i really think it's cute that abed for the first time and really instead of totally freaking out he is able to take a deep breath and he knows that someone's going to come help him. Yeah. That's a cool moment. That is cool. And I like that. I also really like in a little bit when Troy and Abed finally do reunite in a little bit. I also really appreciate like Britta. She doesn't know. She's not in costume, but she put on a little crown here just for the picture. She doesn't know the what Shins that is. Taking. The set's yeah. cool. That and also set she's behind like, him. That's a cool photo op that they've built. The, yeah, that's the really cool. People. Uh, and they're holding hands. Cute. Very cute. And I like that, that she's like... <laughs> <laughs> she's like trying to be a good girlfriend and she's like, could someone explain to me what the gluon thing even is? And Teresa, stop talking about Ovid. <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty funny. I forgot about that part. That is probably one of my hardest laughs of the episode. I like that part. Yeah, that part. I think it's because at this point in the episode, I watched the episode three times and... The first time was late. The other two times were today. And by this point in the episode, the second and the third time, you I was done. a little checked out. Mm-hmm. A little checked out. But I am noticing that more of this episode works for me than what doesn't. Yeah. And it, especially from when the episode first aired. I remember hating this episode. Mm-hmm. And now, I mean, I'd put it at the top of the three so far, I oh, think. Oh, for sure. I mean, it'll probably end up soundly middle of the season. But I don't think mm-hmm. it's going to be one of the bottoms. It feels... Like community in character, even if it isn't very spectacular. Yeah. Britta and Troy having a nice romantic moment over Britta not giving a shit about any of this <laughs> is sweet. And then when she, like, gives a, oh, my God, look and takes off her crown yeah. as Troy leaves. It's funny. So, apparently, there was going to be this big, like, chase scene in this episode of mm. Troy trying to get to where Abed was and found him. But several things, including budget and... Uh, Donald Glover only being on set a couple of the days this week because he was filming both uh, an episode of Sesame Street and he was also nice. filming an episode of the show Girls. I didn't know he was on that. Uh, so he was only here for part of it so they couldn't do this chase scene. So instead it just cuts to Troy just kind of anticlimactically stumbling around. Yeah. And then all of this is a little anticlimactic. The showdown between him and Toby where Toby backs down pretty f***ing fast well, wouldn't you, though, if muscular ass, this iteration of Donald Glover is like, I've been in a fight and closes his like, fist? I could fight you. And also, the thing that made me laugh, but it's lazy writing, but sometimes yeah. lazy writing can be funny. Mm-hmm. When Troy's like already walking towards getting Abed and, and Toby's like, fine, he's in that one. And then he's he like, runs away and he's like, I know that. Yeah, that was really funny. <laughs> Or just when, before it's given away for sure that Abed's in there, when Troy just says, hey, Abed, and Abed says, hey, Troy. Hey, Troy, yeah. (laughs) It does, at least they kind of lower the stakes immediately. Mm -hmm. You know, it's, it's, I don't know. I wish they had done the Well, because it was never that high stakes in the first place. I mean, Abed's in like a paper and what looks like, I mean, maybe it's wood, but in a phone booth at a convention, like obviously he's not going to stay in there forever. But... I don't know. It's a weird thing because, yes, the stakes were never that high, so it's good that they don't make them that high of the solution. But it's a high-stakes thing that didn't need to be in this episode. So the fact that they write it off equally as not a thing 
just makes it more like, well, well, then why did they do this? Well, and I'll compare it to something that is not the same, but different, but same situation. Uh, when Annie was going to, like, leave Greendale and transfer schools or something, Annie actually was thinking about leaving. Abeg was never going to go to London. He didn't even, he wasn't even sure he was going to go to the convention in London. Yeah. Nonetheless, like, go there really and actually soon, And that's really far away. And yeah. Yeah. He's like, that's a lot. Chief. Abed never says anything about doing any of that. No. Yeah. This part made me really happy because Troy was checking on his friend. He was worried about this one. It's my first time in the, my long history of being locked in things that I knew someone would come. Yeah. And, and that and just like, the, as soon as he opens the door, he just asks Abed, are you okay? And Abed says, yeah, I am. It's a good moment. It mm-hmm. Because this is kind of like, one thing I will give this conflict, even if I don't like some of the like story implications of it, yeah. they did a good job of a Troy and Abed spat that isn't really, you know, like, man, I'm having trouble describing the things that I want to describe. It's not like, oh my God, they're doing another Troy and Abed split up episode kind of thing, but they are doing a conflict between the two that is resolved in a way that's good for both characters. Yeah, and it's not like it was necessarily even a conflict between the two of them. The issue was Troy was feeling left out because there was a new guy there, and Abed Abed was leaving Troy out, Mm -hmm. and Troy was a little ridiculous when he interrupted the thing earlier. So really, they just needed to apologize to each other. I don't know. It's not yeah. the worst. It's not the worst. They do their classic handshake, and then we cut to a scene that I don't like that's resolving the other half of the episode, uh, the the Jeff and Annie side of things. Jeff sits down with Annie, and they clearly need to talk about whatever just happened, right? Jeff explains all the weird stuff in the room, all of the dressings to make it look like two people, and actual hair that looked like his being found around places. I thought it was funny that Jeff had a joke like, if that's really my hair, you need to tell me. I need to call science. Call science, yeah. It's funny because Joel McHale's hair is fake in the first place. Yeah, it's very funny. Not really fake, I guess, but you know. But enhanced. That's like my favorite Jeff line of the entire episode. Me too. He's less, he's equally worried about how she found all of that hair. He's equally worried (laughs) about why that hair isn't on his head. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I think that's funny. Annie, the way that she explains herself doesn't make it sound any better. If I will give this solution anything, I like that Jeff is like, do I need to worry about this? Like, is this a thing or is this just... And Annie's like, no, I'm just kind of doing a thing. That shows me that this is definitely not a Jeff-Annie ship thing. No, not at all. Because Jeff is like, is something going on? This is a good like moment between friends that have weird history to be like, something kind of weird just happened. Is something weird going on, or can we move past this, like, yeah. for real? And Annie's able to explain herself in a way that kind of makes sense, like how I said earlier, that she was really just playing wife more than playing Jeff's mm-hmm. wife. But well, I and she like quickly says she's done it with him, with Troy, Troy and Zac Efron. Zac Efron. Mostly Zac Efron. Mostly I get Zac that. Mm-hmm. But does on it, bet on it. go a little bit farther than that to make it more flirty between the two of them past this? They just had a perfect right out of it. Yeah. And then the scene keeps going. Well, it's really Jeff. Annie just kind of feels left out. Like, she would have mm-hmm. liked to have hung out with Jeff, but... Yeah, she's like, I came here to day. ski with you, and then you were getting ready to, like, ditch me at some place I don't understand. But then Jeff says something that's totally, like, one of those f***ed up things that guys do. We've probably done it to an extent before when there's someone that likes you, and you're not totally sure if you like them back, but you're also not totally sure if you want to 
totally let it not happen because mm-hmm. let's face it, it's just nice to have a person. It's always nice to have yeah. a person. And it's like manipulative and abusive to keep someone hanging on a thread. But Absolutely. all of us are like occasionally, well, if we were together, this is what I would, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It, it's shitty, but I feel like we've all done that shitty thing yeah. in high school or whatever. But Jeff, that's what Jeff's doing here. The situation was over, and then Jeff, like, flirts with her a little bit. Yeah. Thumbs down. Not a fan of this. Do you think Jeff's turned on by, like, the weird shit that Annie's doing? I God, I hope not. There is a funny joke. Jeff's like, but, you know, come on. If we did hang out all the time, there's stuff that you'd want to do that I wouldn't think is as fun because I'm... And Annie's is old. (laughs) (laughs) And then they decide that they are going to hang out together. Jeff decides to buy her a drink. I don't like the apple teeny thing the oh god God, don't don't make make me order order that woman and then jeff walks away and annie says apple teeny (laughs) i didn't mention it earlier i don't know if it was that moment right there or another annie moment earlier in the episode something very season four that i didn't like at all it was like annie did something and then this weird little piano thing played i know exactly what the you're talking As about it that was so stupid scene, and it like was a real sitcom you're like and it didn't sound like community score at all yeah troy and abed now they're all good they show off their glue on picture which is super cute and britta it's even funny she bought a minerva shirt just like you to the guys and they're so upset i love it then shirley and pierce are like hey we're here too yeah, because they never <laughs> knew they were there. They never saw them. They did not see them. It's all over now. And oh, that says, was sweet of I'm Abed. glad you guys made it. It was rude of me not to invite you. I'm sorry. That is I didn't catch that line before. I think I was already finished with the episode at that point. <laughs> it but. is sweet of Abed, but like, it's Why? been a day, more than a day. <laughs> like, oh, hey, guys, what the f*** are you doing here? They, I don't remember that interaction at all. I really was not paying attention during this point. Good grief. Shirley says, and remember, Abed, we tried our best, referencing that they might have had a, a bigger part than they'd like. In well, the Shirley says she American tried version. her best, and Pierce is like, we both, we both did. did. And he does a weird, like, shaking thing. You're welcome. <laughs> Everyone gathers. They're getting ready to leave. But, oh, this is what I don't like. The episode honestly wrapped up okay. Okay. This last, like, little thing. We didn't talk about this at all before we recorded this, and I've been waiting for us to get to this because this is one of the second worst things of this manner that Jeff has done. This is not quite as bad as the Hulk, but it's really not great. It's not as bad, but it's like the same thing. It's Mm -hmm. like the uh, ego apple explosion all over again. But it's just like Jeff's like, everyone, ladies, gents, take your phones out. You're going to want this one. And then, and then the everyone he, does take yeah. their phone out. Well, I mean, I get that, like, everyone in the audience thinks that it might be the guy. Also, like, does Jeff know anything about this character? Does taking his shirt off have anything to do with I it? I think he wants to match the picture. Yeah, sure. And then it's, like, so there have been so many times that we see Jeff shirtless because Joel looks great without a shirt on. Yeah. But this one feels the most, like, lifeless. He's just like, all right, and he rips his shirt off. Bow before Thoraxis. Everyone giggles and takes pictures. Really awkward. Like, oh, all the nerds bow because it's yeah. it's like the character that they all love. And then Pierce 
uh, gets down on the ground and like lays flat down, <laughs> on the board, which is a little funny but totally pointless. And then that's yeah. the end of the episode. I feel like the episode wrapped up kind of well. And then, and they, then did that. they did a joke that wasn't funny to end it. They mm-hmm. picked the wrong stinger. Correct. Uh, what do we want to say about the winger stinger? The end tag. Uh, we've uh, got the American. This is probably just as bad as some of the American adaptations of some shows. Because like, well, let's make it rock and roll and have a hot chick. So that and Americans we explain like everything instead of just yeah. showing it. I think Luke Perry committed really well to the dialogue they told yeah, him to deliver. The second time I watched, I noticed that he was really like, he was really selling it. Mm-hmm. Good on him. And Luke Perry really gone too soon, just as he was having another explosion in his career. Mm-hmm. Uh, he was working in Riverdale. He was in Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, the Quentin Tarantino movie. Yeah. And then he passed away. Really sad. Rest in peace, Luke Perry. Mm-hmm. And what a cool little cameo for him. Yeah. Communities does have a point for saying that season four has a lot of really out there cameos for such a off season. Yeah, it does. Then the episode ends. They're all watching it in the study room. And Pierce is like, well, what do you think? And, and Abed, I hate you. And that's <laughs> the end of the episode. I thought that that was not the best stinger either. I know you mentioned that as a funny moment. I thought that was another. like. I laughed exactly as hard as I just did there. And that was enough to warrant a funniest moment of the episode. Yeah. At 3 a.m., Zach, it sure was. Well, okay, so this is the end of the episode. Let's wrap up this conversation. It's kind of a... We'll do, we'll do MVPs in a second. It's kind of a complicated conversation. Yeah. Because I don't love the episode. I don't hate the episode. I feel maybe a little bit better than meh about it. I do too. But at the same time, I feel like it's an example of season four community getting community kind of right, getting the characters kind of right, getting the dynamics kind of right, not always getting the humor right, uh, but definitely getting the world building right. The the convention was cool. I think I like this episode uh, an enthusiastic B minus. I'd agree with that. Like an enthusiastic B minus when the first episodes, I'd probably do like a D plus for History 101 mm-hmm. and like a C minus C for, yeah, C for Paranormal this, yeah, Parentage. Yeah, Paranormal I give a C. And a B minus for this one. I kind of like it. Yeah. That being I said. I like a lot of stuff that, I like things about this episode, but I also dislike things about this episode. And so I'm not going to go so. back to it in a hurry. But I think the next time I'm revisiting season four, I'm going to be like, okay, yeah, I'll watch this one. Yeah. Okay, so let's move on. Our MVP for this week, we did a lot of saying this week, I think we did a lot of, I really like what this character did, but, mm-hmm. which makes it hard to pick a MVP because I feel like quite a few characters did some really good work in this episode, but they all had some cringy stuff too. I'll start it off. I'm going to give honorable mention to Troy. I can't give it to him because of his freak out, but Donald Glover seems a little bit more active in this episode than he has yeah. in season four so far. Troy's always really funny and sweet, and they treat him a little bit less like a, a stupid kid in this one, so that's nice. Uh, another honorable mention to Britta. I think Gillian is great in this episode. I think season mm-hmm. four is kind of Britta's season uh, so far. I think Alice yeah. was right when he said that. I can see why they would say that. But I'm going to give the MVP to Abed because I think mainly for the speech that he gives in the end Mm. and the thoughtful work that he does and for him not really doing anything that offends me and it being like Abed's woken up after being kind of sleepy for a couple episodes. I'm going to give it to Abed this week. What about you? Um, So I'm going to also give an honorable mention to Troy. I think that Troy has a lot of good moments that I enjoyed in the episode. Um, But he, like you said, the freak out kind of loses it for me. And uh, I 
pretty handedly, and Danny was surprised when I said this at the end of the episode. I, my MVP was Britta by I like get a it. strong. I would have said probably strong Britta, margin if not. Yeah. this week. I, I I didn't strongly dislike Abed, but the way he kind of shut Troy out for the yeah. first half of the episode bothered me a little bit because I don't ever like to see well, that. Honestly, in quite a few ways, Britta is kind of a framing device for this episode. Yeah. It starts with Troy showing her the show. Uh, a lot of the the convention, she's kind of the audience proxy of being someone who's here and doesn't know what any of the stuff mm-hmm. means. It's a good Britta episode. I agree yeah. with you. I really enjoy it, and I agree that this is Britta's season so far. I mean, I know week one I gave it to Jeff, but the last two episodes I've given to Britta, and I don't know that I've given two in a row to a not-Troy character in a while. So good for Britta. I really enjoyed her this episode. She was a great... In terms of the plot, I think she fit in really well. I thought she was pretty funny in the episode when she wanted to be. And I think she was a great girlfriend to Troy and a really good partner and support for him in this episode, too. So, way to go, Britta. You know what's interesting? How big of a daunting umbrella Changnesia has on season four. It hasn't been mentioned yet. And we're three episodes deep, and it was just that, like, stinger in the first episode. Yeah, we, we don't talk about that. But... That's all going to change next week when we talk about Season 4, Episode 4. It's actually called Alternative History of the German Invasion. Mm -hmm. It's kind of a sequel episode to the foosball episode, and it will be bringing Changnesia into the fold. Again, uh, this is And no Nick Kroll. No Nick Kroll. I don't remember this episode fondly, but I also don't really remember this episode... So, yeah, looking through the episode list last night, I have seen a few of the episodes like two or three times. Um, History of Dance, I've probably seen the most of any season four episode, but some of these I've probably seen once, maybe a second time when yeah. like rewatching it. So, yeah. So I'm looking forward to it. Alternative history of the German invasion. Send us in your trivia, your episode MVP, your favorite funny moment to can't disappoint podcast at gmail.com to be a part of next week's episode. We love having, it gets to feel like we're having conversations with other people while we're on the air. And that's always mm-hmm. really fun. And also if you like what we do here and you want to help us take it further, patreon.com slash can't disappoint podcast, hit us up over there. All your support means a lot and you get a lot out of it. All kinds of Cool bonus content like you can't disappear show and nerdstalgia and whatever else we got cooking up. New stuff in the new year coming for sure. Steven, where can the people find us? You know, if you want to get in on the action other than emailing or patronizing us, uh, you can... You like that? Uh, you can... Eh. <laughs> you can go over to twitter.com and follow us at you can't disappod, or you can go over to Instagram and follow us Insta-G. at can't podcast. Or go over to YouTube and just eradicate and eviscerate that subscribe button. Um, Same thing on Facebook. Hit us with a like and a follow. I don't know what you do on Facebook. Uh, You uh, Over at the full name of the show, you can't disappoint a podcast. I want you to absolutely, absolutely just just destroy that button. You get up in it and... That's what I want you guys to do over on those various platforms to us, please. Oh, man. We sure do love you guys so much. This has been fun. This was a fun one. This was a I fun think. one. This was a fun one. I, it was a little this bit was more a fun, fun than I was expecting, honestly, to talk about this one. So thanks for hanging out with us. We love doing this. I hope you're all having a great start to your December. We'll be back next week talking about some Germans. Nothing more. And next week is our week of Christmas episode. Nothing more Christmassy than a German Changnesia episode. It's going to be great. It's going to be a seasonal Saint blast. Nicklaus. But I can't wait. We're going to be there. I hope you hang out with us. Let's sign off. From inside the Dreamatorium, Black Lives Matter, 
Um, I'm running out of silly stuff to say after that. Not just Black Lives Matter. It doesn't have to be silly. I'm Zach. I'm Steven. Haha, <laughs> way to ruin it. Thanks. We love you very much. We'll see you next week. Bye, everybody. Toodaloo! Oh, oh, Eradicate. Oh, oh. Eradicate. <laughs>